Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith Herbert here, broadcasting live from our Pensacola studio. And I have uh, Chris Corey on the other line here, uh, the man who lives in OJ's house. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to, you know. Uh, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. I love that introduction, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, so for those that don't know who you are, uh, why don't you give them the the 30 second uh, elevator speech there? Fantastic. Well, I first want to say thank you for having me on. And uh, my name's Christopher Corey. I'm a Miami resident, born and raised. Probably the only Irish guy running around down here. And uh, <laughs> I started my career actually in the bars and nightclub industry. Uh, as an entrepreneur, moved on to owning advertising agencies, which I am still in that game. Uh, and I've also branched off to owning a radio station and a few other businesses. I kind of can't sit still. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I spend some time speaking and uh, I'm also on a Miami-Dade County Public School Board. And that's pretty much me, man. Very cool. So what made you go from nightclubs to radio station? My kids. <laughs> yeah, fair it's enough. a little bit difficult to be a good father when you're coming home at 4 a.m. Yeah, I guess so. so definitely. Uh, what do you think gives you the uh, entrepreneurial bug? You know, it's funny because my father is not an entrepreneurial guy. Uh, he's worked for the same company for 30 years. Uh, my mother is the same. She's definitely in the corporate hustle. Uh, I don't know. I think it came out of anywhere. Uh, honestly, for me, when I graduated college in 2005, everybody was going to work for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. They had that great managerial program going on. Uh, but I saw, you know, washing cars in a suit in the south where I was, 100 degrees, just didn't look like a good gig. So uh, I opened a nightclub instead. Very cool. So what is the name of the nightclub? Uh, actually, that one is no longer there, but I went to school at Spring Hill College right next to you guys in Pensacola. Yeah, and so uh um, ended up uh, opening about six hospitality establishments in five years. I would flip them, open one, close it, open one, close one. But one is still there, which is uh, O'Daly's is in downtown Mobile, Alabama. O'Daly's Irish Pub. Yeah. So you were, and you're a pretty young guy. So you 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 were ahead of your time for sure. I've heard that before, but honestly, if if people ask me now, I tell them definitely go get. Uh, work experience in the corporate world the structure and everything they teach you you kind of can't learn on your own or you can learn on your own you just learn really slowly like i did yeah and do you find your you know a lot of people too especially in the hospitality industry they always go against the corporate push um, at least i know the foodies do um, but you find yourself when you're opening your own place or going into business for yourself that you start to mimic exactly what you learned to what you hated in the corporate world because it just it, it, it has to have a system no, and that's uh, you couldn't have said it any better. Uh, you have to have systems in place. You have to have structure. Otherwise, you can't grow. There's no there's no way to grow uh, just on top of your efforts. Things have to move quickly. Things have to be on an assembly line, or else you can't scale anything. Yeah. So uh, if you're happy with one business, a brick and mortar business, and and that's your passion, I absolutely fantastic. I kind of can't sit still, and I want thirty of them. <laughs> so to have 30 of them, you better have some systems in place. Yeah, I guess so. So what do you what do you find yourself enjoying the most uh, now out of all of the businesses that you have? Well, I uh, about a year ago, I stepped away from running the day-to-day -day of my advertising agencies 
to spend more time to be able to be more flexible and spend more time with my children, which allowed me to work from home. So I'll be honest with you. It is everything that everybody says it is. Working from home is a fantastic uh, situation to find yourself in if you can do it. It's not easy. The transition is tough. People, people don't like it. People want to come to your office all the time. But uh, if you could pull it off, like, I think I'm, I'm almost at a year now. So, you know, I'm over that first year hump. Yeah, uh, that that's what I enjoy most. I'm actually pacing around my pool, speaking to you right now. So. <laughs> You're not in the pool, are you? Don't do that with the electronics. No, no, no. Yeah, we might. It might be. It might be a little bit weird. So, did you find yourself? Uh, I think if you're going to do a work home situation, you got to have some discipline, don't you? You know, I think that that is the one thing that kind of came naturally to me is being a, a self starter and driven. So when I wake up in the morning, I kind of already have that part going. There's no part of me that says, okay, let's go sit on the couch. And it just doesn't work that way. Right. So, um, and are, so I think, are, uh, I think I was blessed with that part. Are you, uh, are you getting dressed every morning or are you like chilling at the desk in your pajamas? You know, it's funny. Uh, I have what my girlfriend and friends call a uniform, which is board shorts, my favorite Oakley hat and tennis shoes. And I kind of work by the pool. So I guess you could say I get dressed, but <laughs> not, that not really. Yeah, right. Very cool. So, um, okay. So, how many marketing agencies do you have, and are they all the same company? Great question. Uh, I have three, and no, they're not. Uh, I have one, which is how I started, which is purely a digital agency. So SEO, paid advertising, content creation, websites, you know, all of that. And then I have a company called Corey Advertising, which only handles large corporations. It's more of a traditional ad agency, you know, all the billboards you see and buses and really cool guerrilla marketing. And then I have a, uh, a company that just handles Carnival Cruise Lines. Wow. <laughs> they're, they're, a t they're a tough client. Yeah, you have to service them very well. So yeah, that's, so you just need one uh, company that's, for that's it. the third one. Okay. And so, so what made you go that route? Why, why do three different ones instead of one just big one? they kind of organically popped up that way. And honestly, it was a way for us to compartmentalize our teams to make sure that our clients were serviced the right way. Uh, I'm in an industry in, in advertising that's very saturated. And the way that I've, I've been able to uh, have our agency stand out is all of our teams are in-house. So we don't, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't outsource any work. And what happens there is that the work turnover is faster, the client engagement is higher. And uh, it, it ends up turning in, in, you know, cutting down your your rate that clients leave, which is, you know, always a good thing to have a high retention rate. Sure. Do you find your um, uh, do you find more control doing it that way as well? You know, it, it comes with challenges when you outsource work. And I've worked with clients that do outsource some of their work. Uh, we never have, but they, they do have a more professional relationship with their vendor. Uh, there's hard deadlines. It can't be, Hey, my, my, you know, my family, somebody in my family member sick, you know, that you deal with by having a long-term relationship with employees. Uh, they do have that going for them, but I think at the end of the day, the ability to get up, walk over and say, Hey, how's it going? What's going on with this client? It gives you the strategic advantage in business. Yeah, with it, yeah, very much so. But uh, you're right that you make a really good point about the the long term relationship of employees sort of allows for some of those things that you wouldn't necessarily settle for uh, with a contract employee. No, it's exactly it. 
you know, with a contract employee or contract vendor, you know, the deadline is the deadline. Right. And and then, you know, when you have somebody that, you know, all of, of almost all of the people that have been working in our agencies have been there five, seven, eight years, they're family. You know, a deadline will get pushed if they have something going on personally. Right. Okay. So, so I know you're not gonna be sitting still. So what's next? I mean, you've done nightclubs, you've done advertising. What do you see yourself dabbling in, in the future? I've actually just entered into about eight months ago as a private investor. So I've built up a fund, uh, me and a few buddies put some money in and, and we're trying to use our business acumen to, you know, find a few needles in the haystack with high returns. And I'm really excited about this field. I've learned all about it. Well, as much as you can learn in eight months, you know, the different rounds of, uh, of capital raises and what they do to your valuations. And to me, it's an incredibly interesting industry uh, that I just honestly didn't have time to ever venture into when, while, you know, while building the other businesses. So I'm very excited about that. All right, so so talk to me about that world a little bit for those that, that may not know it. What's what's making it so intriguing to you? You know what it is is that there's the hardest thing to do in business, I believe, is the money part, right? The selling, uh, collecting money, raising money, and this industry is based on a lot of that. Uh, they put value on companies that other people are uh, are willing to put money behind, and to me, that's what's very interesting because. That kind of takes away from the idea that the best product wins, which a lot of people have that illusion, and that's not necessarily it. Uh, I think the bet it's great to have an amazing product, but at the same time, I've seen the market uh, chew up and spit out great products and say, no, it's not the right timing, or you know, they didn't have enough capital to make it around the uh, you know around the corner. And to me, that is absolutely fascinating. Like, who would have thought that fidget spinners and slime would have <laughs> would have been 2018? I mean, really? Like, would you have put your money on it? I wouldn't have. Right. So sometimes it's got to be so ridiculous it has to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. The pet rock. I mean, yep. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, that one you with know? the Chia Pet. Yeah, I remember that one, too. Yeah, but like an iPhone 10, of course you're going to put your money behind that yeah. because of the brand. Uh, but a lot of this, uh, you know, venture capital and, and you know, uh, private investor funds, you know, they, they're really risky with their money. And, they, and they, they go on ideas that they feel from their gut. Uh, they don't listen to their financial advisors, which, you know, is funny. The financial advisors are usually very conservative. Uh, but private investing is, you know, is people trying to, you know, really grow their wealth and have fun while they're doing it. So that, that has a big appeal for me. Okay, so we've got a pretty good listenership. So what kind of what kind of oddities are you looking for in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty? Are you are you doubling in the tech world or toys or you know just whatever kind of strikes you? You know what it you know what really has me interested right now is any product that deals with personality, any technology that deals with personality testing for corporations. I believe that emotional intelligence is is far exceeds the usefulness of you know iq i'm, I'm an eq over iq guy mm -hmm. so any ip technology that's coming out that's advancing how corporations utilize personality testing and how they increase their you know their employees eq to help the company and help the individual at the same time is to me is fascinating that's my that's my bank for the next couple of years and 
do you find more and more, um, I know corporations are moving that way, but do you find small and medium businesses starting to put their, their teams together like that? I think that they should. Um, in my, in my, in my experience, small businesses move faster than large corporations in, in, in all fields, except one, the, the field that corporations can move faster in are the very expensive software subscriptions. So when if an entrepreneur comes up with this phenomenal platform for you know emotional intelligence testing, they're going to make it seven hundred thousand to a million dollars a year for their subscription to use their software. That's where corporations a lot of times have the edge mm-hmm. because small business to medium sized business you're more nimble, you can move quicker, but you might not have access to this. Now, what's really interesting is some of the IP that's coming out is uh is a mix between the two it's consumer and business related and that i think is phenomenal and small businesses should be in the market looking for this emotional intelligence uh emotional intelligence software that can help them with their staff because if you have 10 employees um those 10 employees are gold to you versus 10,000 employees they're gold to you as well but those 10 employees are very important right right yeah, so you, you might want to make sure one, that you're, down you're investing in them yeah yeah you miss one you're down 10 percent. whereas you can miss a thousand before you're down 10 percent in the other you know I, I i totally get that i think uh i think the other fun part of it um especially i was a chef prior to this so so learning food and trying to you know everybody's a critic and that kind of stuff uh, the social engineering, I think, for lack of a better term, that goes into uh, whether you create a good message or whether you're doing good marketing or whether you're creating a good dish. But those those things are you can kind of just coerce people into either trying something new or or you know getting a reaction out of them that's going to you know obviously benefit a profit. But I think it's so cool to watch that happen. Uh, and marketing is a, is a great platform to be doing that with. No, I absolutely agree 100%. There couldn't be anything, I think, more important right now, especially with the trend of finally the, uh, a lot of our society has come around to our wellness and our mental well-being, uh, and I think corporations need to be the spearhead for that, um, you know, to understand that an employee isn't what just what they do for eight hours while they're with you, eight to ten hours. You know, they have another life that's going to impact their overall happiness, their overall, you know, contentment with their job and how their performance is. And I think there's a lot of factors that have been missed over the years for that. And, uh, have you, do you follow the B corporations at all? I do not okay. actually. So, so I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. So, so B corporations is a, it's not a new thing, but it's a, but it's starting to become big enough to actually make a difference. And it's, it is, it is corporations moving, like you were just saying in the, in the essence of, uh, sort of like a people planet profit sort of thing where, where it's not always necessarily the corporation that has to win with money at the end. It's, it's a measurement of all things considered, I guess, for lack of a better term, where, uh, you know, it's a, it's emotional, um, output or it's an emotional metric just as much as it is a profitable metric, just as much as it is a sustainability or a doing good for, you know, the world really, as opposed to just the environment or just this or just that it's a, it's a system as a whole. And it's starting to really catch on with a lot of people. Um, and there, it's not hard to get uh, to get certified to do it, but you just have to get with your team and actually make a commitment to do that and do the next right thing as a company. And I think it's one of the really, really neat movements that's coming through 
the business world this 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 year i think i'm starting to see it more than than not and i think by like 2025 it's supposed to you know probably be a pretty big wave so it's you sound like a, a perfect candidate for somebody who would be totally into that that is exciting man i'm definitely going to look into that because one of the great examples that i try and use um when i'm speaking to businesses that have asked me you know about their advertising budget and just their business in general is you know, you're okay with having a bad quarterly report if you made financial investments that are going to bear fruit in the future. Mm -hmm. And then I ask them, would you be okay with a bad quarterly report if you made investments in your staff, in your employees that are going to make you have a bad quarterly report, but will potentially bear fruit for your staff in the future? And man, that question will open some eyes. Oh, I'm sure. You know, how much are you willing to invest in your team? Yeah. Yeah. And and what does the people capital mean to you? You know, as far as I'm concerned, human capital is probably the most important capital because without it, you can't get any of the other capital to work. So, you know, if you're not taking care of them and you're not doing the next right thing for those around you, then uh, I don't suspect you would stay in business. I mean, people are are grabbing onto brands as a as a whole um, more so than just the icon or the color or the, you know, the feeling that you give me from the commercial. It's, it's, what are you doing? Who are you? You know, are you, are you acting ethically? Are you advertising ethically? Are you really doing what you say you're doing? That kind of stuff. Like people are really getting into the thick of what a company is. And if you're not catching on, then you're not going to make it. No, absolutely not. Because while people used to look for an amazing benefits package, I think the high talent and is looking for the entire package now. What's going to be my my balanced life? You know, what are they going to do to invest in me as a person so that I return that kind of loyalty and hard work? And and I think it's a great give and take going on right now, give and take negotiation that's happening in the business world. I would I would agree with you definitely, and I think the uh, I guess the the millenniums uh, that are coming in now it's sort of it's almost switching sw- uh, switching back to that 1950s style mentality of work where they want to stay with one company and they want to you know but it's got to be the good company and they got to be doing the right thing and they got to be taking care of them as opposed to my generation which we bounced you know we jump ship for a quarter uh, and so that sort of left us on shaky ground but I think it I see it transitioning back what do you think? I think you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, the millennial generation gets a lot of heat for, you know, their laissez-faire attitude towards corporations. You know, uh, a lot of them, there's a, a lot of stories about their, their interview techniques mm-hmm. and things like that. But here it is. They get things done in a very smart way. They mm-hmm. are a work smarter, not harder generation. Yeah. And that is an incredibly useful tool because they're getting tasks done in a day, which might take another team a week. Yeah, uh, because they, you know, they're very innovative and they're tech tech savvy to the max. So I would agree with you 100 percent there. I think that uh, with with this trend and this change that's going on, I think corporations can maximize their work output and at the same time turn around and give that work life balance that everybody is is, you know, is hanging on to at the moment. I agree. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna say with as an entrepreneur myself, uh, there's no such thing as work like work life balance. It's work life integration, as we call it. 
because it, I really like that. <laughs> it's just the way it is, you know. I mean, I I, I know I get up at sometimes I will wake up at two in the morning, and and I also I have a studio, so I'm I'm with you on the whole work home kind of thing, and yeah. you'll find me on the computer, you know, knocking out some of my most brilliant work, but there's no balance at that point. <laughs> No, there's not. And, and I'm and I'm the number one offender of that um, until about a year ago. You know, I was the guy that everybody told to slow down. Hey, slow down. Hey, slow down. And I was the guy saying, man, you guys don't know what you're talking about. This is my life. I don't have work life. I don't care about work life. I'd probably make fun of you if you said work life, you know, and then uh, and then finally one day I said, you know, there, something's got to slow down burning this this candle at both ends for too long. Uh, and now I'm a firm believer in it. And it just goes to show you even the even the most stubborn people can, you know, can change their opinions on things. And I'm definitely one of them. And I'm excited about the millennial generation. I've always, I always have been, and I'm excited about the things going on in the business realm at the moment. And, you know, I think that as an entrepreneur, we have a real opportunity coming forward in the next decade. I think it's the, the golden age of entrepreneurship. Now yeah, uh, people are, yeah, people are taking in our our structure, our systems, uh, the way that we're always looking to improve uh, everything, every process. It's not just, hey, we've had this forever. No, corporations are taking a real look at improving processes mm-hmm. and system structure. And that that's that's all, I believe, a end product of the entrepreneurial mindset and movement. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think they're uh, I'm finding them investing more in their human capital that way. Uh, so they're sort of taking that approach from an entrepreneurial perspective, which is, you know, it's not, this is the way it's always done. It's like, let's figure out the best way to do it kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would agree with you definitely. And you know, the other thing is too, is that, you know, I'm finding a lot of people, especially like myself, where it was like, if you're not doing what you love, then you're not doing what you love. And that's a problem. And if they don't have what you love out there, well then go make it. And you know, we're in that time now, uh, I, uh, Gary Vee says this all the time, but we're in that time now where there's no, there, there is no barrier. If you've got a laptop, you've got a shot, right? It doesn't matter where you came from, what side of tracks you're on, what color you're on, what college you went to, what school you went to. If you even went to school, all that matters is that your stuff is better than their stuff, right? And so... You know what's awesome? I was going to bring up Gary Vee because <laughs> I thought that you would definitely know uh, Gary Vee. And uh, I, I personally think the guy is a genius. Yeah, I did too. So, uh, yeah... That, yeah, I, 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 I think everything he says is so innovative because people have been thinking it for so long and just didn't get out there and say it. Yeah. And they definitely didn't get out there and say it 150 words a second like he does. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of his. I think that he is helping this movement move along. And I love the fact that an entrepreneur is one of the more famous guys in the U.S. right now. Yeah, that's absolutely. pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, I digest his content on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I'm a couple episodes behind on his daily view, but but it, every day at least at least a couple of minutes of hearing him talk because it's so motivational. It's, and I know he's not even trying to do it, but it's just it's like he said, he's so raw, he's so honest, and what he says, the market does. So he's like totally like if you want to get ahead of the game, watch him. <laughs> no, and then and I love the fact that you know he's not he's very real. So while everyone's looking for the next Instagram and Facebook, he's telling you Instagram and Facebook are still Instagram and Facebook now, Mm -hmm. and he's still using them. And that's the thing that people get upset about algorithm changes and the social platforms. And I'm like, listen, Gary's still using it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my favorite one, my favorite one, he says, Oh, by the way, it's free. (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> by the way, it's free. Yeah. You know what, man? I like that guy so much that if I got $50 billion, I'd buy the New York Jets for him. Yeah, no, no, you know, no. I just feel like I feel like somebody should do that yeah, well, for you, what you know, you've done for everybody. But you know what he says? It's not it's not it's not buying the New York. It's not buying the New York Jets. It's wanting to buy the New York Jets. Right. So it's a, it's a it's a it's and this is what I love about the guy. It's his mindset is so different. He's like, I just it's the drive. It's the game. It's the challenge. It's the journey more than it is ever the end result, which is so true. And if you stick to it, especially as an entrepreneur, you can make really cool things happen because let's face it, there are days when we are just ready to just totally give up and, and, and throw down and just be done. If, if you haven't seen that trench before as an entrepreneur, then you really, I don't think have pushed hard enough Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, if you haven't right. seen that, that Valley of there is no hope, but I'm going to keep going anyway, because there's something in me saying that I should, then I think, you know, you really haven't started listening to your own ideas. Yeah. Because your own ideas a lot of times will push you um, beyond what you thought you could do. And, and, and Gary talks about that a lot, man. Yeah. It's fantastic because he's always present. It, it seems like he's always present. Like he's not a robot uh, in his content that he's putting out. Like he's in that moment and he's really trying to help anyone he's interviewing, anyone he's talking to. Yeah. So, yeah, truly, yeah that guy is a, what definitely a great addition. So, um, uh, so okay. You got any other uh, entrepreneurs out there that you got your eye on that you like the way they the way they operate that you can think of? You know, uh, I've I've become kind of an obsessed uh, Gary fan. But I'll be I'll be honest with you. I went back through our LinkedIn conversation, which mm-hmm. was mostly you reaching out to me. And mm-hmm. I got to give you compliments on your system, man. It's very personable. Uh, you know, you you kept following up, and man, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and speak to you. So. Uh, I would say uh, I would say you, man of the hour, right now. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, look, I can only live up so high to a man who lives in OJ's old house. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You never know what you're going to be known for, and in Miami, I think that's what I'm known for that's is crazy. the guy who accidentally put an offer in on OJ Simpson's house, <laughs> See, and then uh, you didn't found, know it was found before, happiness here. You didn't know it was before you before you put the offer on it. No. Awesome. No, I, I was looking for a place with a lot of land and a big pool for my kids. Nice. And uh, I, I ended up in OJ's old house. That's crazy, dude. It's really nuts, man. And I get <laughs> I get all sorts of jokes and stuff. I still get mail with what looks like football cards in them. I'm guessing people want them signed in return. Uh, yeah, they don't know what to do with that. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's surreal. You never know where your journey is going to take you. That's, That's too for cool. sure. I never... Never thought it would be here, but uh, here I am. That's way too cool. So, okay, man. Well, for anybody else that's interested in what you're doing or how to get in touch with you or any more information, where can we send them to? Uh, check me out on Instagram, man. Corey on everything. C-O-R-E-Y on everything. That's really the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, if you'd like to check out our agencies, it's advertisecorey.com. Uh, that's pretty simple. Again, C-O-R-E-Y. Or, man, hey, if you're listening to the radio show, Give me a call. I'll answer my phone. It's 305-978-1830. Okay. What, uh, what's your call? Uh, what's your radio numbers? Uh, the radio numbers? Yeah. It's, it's going to be my cell phone for right now. The station launches next week. I actually just moved stations. Awesome. It's very cool. And we are 1210 The Man. 1210 AM The Man. Miami-Dade, Broward, and West Palm Beach down here. And uh, and everybody listening, I uh, hope you see. You keep listening to Business Radio X, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, man. We'll stick around for a second. Let me get us out of here, and then I'll run you through how uh, the rest of this works. So, guys, Great, buddy. 
You guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our webpage at businessradiox.com. Or you can find us on our live feed at businessradiox.live. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening today. My name is Keith Hilbert. This has been Pensacola Business Radio. You can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter, Picola BRX on Facebook. You can find us on LinkedIn at businessradioxstudios.pensacola, or you can find us on Instagram at Pensacola Business Radio, or on our websites at businessradiox.com, or on our live feed at businessradiox.live. If you are interested in being a guest on Business Radio X, please visit either one of our sites or our social media sites to find a link to book your appearance. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your